Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Nicole Coustier. She is a life coach for high achievers in demanding industries and founder of Aurelian Coaching. And she teaches high performers how to be confident under stressful job conditions in order to meet every one of their goals. Her focus is helping them remove deep internal blocks and accomplish truly remarkable things. Nicole, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. It's fun to be here. Yeah. So can you start with uh, sharing some of your journey and how you became a life coach and do we do today? Yeah, absolutely. So I come from a corporate environment. And so actually I started in doing government work in infectious disease. And then I worked in the medical technology industry for 16 years. And then that consultancy, which I helped build, got acquired And I had an opportunity to work for a big multinational firm, but I always knew I didn't want to do that. And, you know, my daughter was three years old at the time. And I just thought, do I really want to be traveling around the country and working these long hours when my daughter is so young? So after the company got acquired, I decided to leave the industry and actually start a coaching firm doing the part of my job that I loved the most, which was mentoring, coaching, young talent, um, helping people leverage their strengths and be truly, truly great leaders. And so that's what I've been doing for about four years now. How can we shift from doing work that others request of us, that others like that we do and choose work that we're actually passionate about? Yeah, so there is, there's a couple of ways to address that. One is to find things that you love to do and find ways to leverage your talents within the job description, right? So, so you're working, you have a role, there are duties and responsibilities that you need to fulfill, company goals that you're contributing to, and there is a part of you that is going to be so ideally suited to doing that that type of work. And you just need to find it, right? And you need to double down on those particular talents and those strengths. And that is one way to find your passion within an existing job. Now, there, there are some people who say, there's nothing about my job that I like. And I actually can't find a way to pursue my passions in that line of work. And in that situation, you have a couple of options. One is to find fulfillment outside of the job. So many of us feel like the job needs to be our identity. And actually, that's not the case, right? You can do a fantastic job at work clock in and clock out and pursue passions outside of that job. And that's how a lot of people find balance. But the other thing that you can do is leave that industry 
and pursue your passions outside of it. And a lot of that has to do with planning and preparation and research so that when you make that transition, you can ensure that that's actually going to be successful for you. So how do you discover what you want and define fulfillment? What I coach people on, first and foremost, I ask them, what do you want? And it's such an interesting exercise because a lot of people actually don't really know. They don't know what they want. They may kind of stumble with that question a little bit, or they might answer in a way that's just kind of a default, right? They've never really thought about it, but they know what society says somebody should want or what their parents have told them they ought to want or what their friends and community, what uh, those entities would value. And so they kind of want those things. So they've never really explored what they want deep down inside. And so the way to surface that is to do some totally unfiltered, non-judgmental brainstorming. You just have to put it all, all on the table. And people filter all the time. They're like, oh, no, that's not a good idea. I shouldn't write that down. Or, uh, you know, that's crazy. That would never happen. So I might as well not want it, right? And what I say is that you have to put it all down. It has to be totally unfiltered, completely non-judgmental. Don't judge yourself for the thoughts that pop into your head, just write it all down. And I think what happens through that exercise is like 90% of it is gonna be like crazy irrelevant stuff, but you actually have to surface that stuff in order to get to the 10% that's really brilliant, that will really work for you, that will fire you up and that you will ultimately feel a lot of desire for and a lot of motivation for, but you have to give your brain permission to come up with that 10%. What would you say to the person who's afraid of what other people think and what they believe about them? Well, I think, you know, that fear is a common one and people feel it to varying degrees. Some people it's very visceral right on the surface and they know full well that that's what they're afraid of. And then other people, it just might be really deep down inside where they know rationally they shouldn't be afraid of it. And so they clamp it down and they kind of do affirmations and tell themselves that they shouldn't be afraid of the thing, but they're really afraid of the thing. What I tell people is that you have to give voice to the fear, if only just to your, yourself. Go ahead and admit as irrational as it sounds, go ahead and admit that that is what you're afraid of. And just say, I'm afraid of looking foolish. I'm afraid that somebody is going to call me a fraud. I'm afraid that I'm not experienced enough or whatever it might be. You have to surface that and look at square in the face because there's no other way to address the fear unless you admit it and give voice to it. And I think at that point, you have a couple of different options. One is to say, okay, I know it's irrational, but let's just say that that actually happened. The, the worst case scenario that I'm terrified of, let's just say it 
it happen. Now, what are the one, two, or three things that I would do in the immediate aftermath to make it less bad? Like, what would your response be? Give your brain permission to come up with a solution to that. When people aren't facing their fears, the fears linger. But when your brain says, you know what, we've actually thought of a potential solution. <laughs> so even though it's unlikely to happen, we know at least what we would do in that scenario. It goes a long way to calming those fears. I like that. So what are some of the indicators you have people around you that are limiting you? Indicators that your situation is limiting is you have to think through the lens of your interpretation of the situation, right? So asking yourself, what am I afraid of? If there are other people who are voicing judgment and voicing things that make you feel uncomfortable and make you behave in a way that is kind of covering up your fire and, you know, not showing up the way you want to show up, you have to ask yourself, what are you making their opinion mean? Are you making their opinion mean more than what you believe about yourself? And you have to ask yourself, why? Why is their opinion matter more than your opinion about yourself and what you're capable of? Or why does that person get more respect than somebody else's opinion that might believe something totally different about you and probably believes that you can totally do anything? Why would you discount that opinion over the opinion of somebody who says, yeah, you totally can't do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the more you question your own interpretations, the more you get to the bottom of, well, maybe I, if it doesn't seem reasonable that you would put that person's opinion higher, then that's the first step to unlocking well, maybe their opinion doesn't actually matter in this case. I really like that thought, that thought process because yeah, why do we uh, give power to other people as far as their opinion goes? I mean, sometimes, sometimes feedback is good, but a lot of times, um, you know, we do, we put other people's opinions above our own. Yeah. yeah. Just because somebody has an opinion doesn't mean it's truth. Yeah. Right. That is their opinion. And you get to decide what's truth for you. And so everybody's walking around with a, a behavioral manual in their head about how people should act, how people should be, what the world is, right? Everybody has their own interpretation of truth. So when somebody is giving you an opinion, it is their version and it doesn't have to be the same as your version. Yeah. Your version can be totally different and you get to decide. So how can you break patterns that have not served you in the past? And, and really, how do you even identify some of those? There are a couple of clues. One is if you aren't getting the results that you want in your life, you, you start at the results. So I'm going to pick a super easy example here. And that is, say, getting up early to exercise every morning right? And you know, you should do it and you do it sometimes, but it's really inconsistent. And, you know, you just can't get up early enough or whatever. Notice the behavior, right? That's the result that you're getting. So you have certain behavior that's getting that result. Now you get to work upstream in order to 
diagnose things. Behavior comes from our emotional state. So emotion drives behavior 100% of the time. There's no exception to that, right? And so you have to think, what is the emotional state that I'm in when I'm not doing the thing I know I ought to do? Am I feeling whatever it might be, resistant, ashamed, uh, defeated? Uh, what type of discomfort there is getting you to avoid the behavior that you do want? Again, surfacing that gives you the greatest opportunity to disrupt that path, to disrupt that cascade and actually notice, oh, I'm always feeling this thing at 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> right? And that's why I'm not exercising. Okay, then the question becomes, well, how else should I feel? For me to work out every morning, I have to feel a different thing. And you can't feel a different thing unless you know what you're feeling today. And so that's the shift that needs to happen on the emotional side, not just mindset, but emotion. Can you share some of your client success stories with us? Absolutely. Uh, I have a couple in mind that I was just working on this week. One has to do with a client who, this is a job situation, a work situation. She wants to position herself for promotion to director. Um, and she feels like she's doing all the right things and she's getting really good performance reviews, and yet she keeps not getting promoted. And she came into coaching just super frustrated. And it was, you know, I'm doing everything that I can do. And it's the situation and it's my circumstances. And it's the people that I'm working with that are kind of preventing me from getting what I want. What else can I do? And in this particular case, I said, are you absolutely positive that you're doing everything that you can do? Because, you know, it's one thing to be frustrated that other people aren't acting the way you wish they would act. But the reality is you can't control other people, right? So the only person you can control is yourself. And anytime you find that you tell yourself, I'm doing everything I can do, I would pause, I would hit the pause button and say, instead, maybe I can brainstorm something else. Maybe I've been approaching this one way and doing all of the things in that approach, but maybe I need to consider a different approach. Maybe I can brainstorm with somebody else. Maybe an outside perspective can help me. And in that particular case, I help the client go in a completely different direction. And she started to do uh, some internal networking, something that she hadn't done before. She had always just said, well, if I did my very best job, I ought to get promoted. And she did everything through that lens and wasn't getting promoted. And so she shifted to doing some internal networking and guess what? Things started happening. People started to notice her leadership skills and her mindset and approach to the business. And she was extremely successful by just get, taking a totally different approach to that problem. What is your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? For me personally, it's that I'm capable of anything, 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 anything. 
it may be a rocky road to get there. I may not know enough today. I may have to learn a lot, but there isn't anything that is outside of possibility for me in terms of skills, in terms of whatever it might be. It just, it's just a matter of degree in terms of getting there, how much effort, how much time, how much energy, those are all variables, but no matter how complicated those variables are, it doesn't change the fact that the thing is possible, even if I have to do a lot of heavy lifting. So if you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Oh, just keep going. Just that it's, this is an exercise in experimentation. I'm going to do a lot of things that are not going to work out. And it doesn't mean anything. It just means that that particular thing didn't work out. (laughs) That's all it means. And so I just go until I find the thing that does work. And the way I think about it is I would hate to think that I'm, I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying. And it's like the fifth try or the 10th try and I quit and I would have been successful on the 11th try, but I quit just before I was going to be successful. That haunts me. (laughs) And that is the thinking that keeps me going and ultimately can get people to success. I like that perspective. It's so true too, because, you know, when you've put so much effort into something, you finally, you get to that breakthrough and there's that breakthrough moment. Yeah. So if there are people that are listening and they would love to get a hold of you to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? The best way is to go to my website, aureliancoaching.com and they can do a couple of things there. They can sign up for a session. I actually sell single sessions. You don't have to sign up for the six month coaching. If you just need a coach to help you through brainstorming, to get you over the hump, they can find me there. And uh, there's also a free download for people who are interested in a self-coaching guide. It's a 10 question guide where you can kind of start the self-coaching journey and see how far you get on your own. There's a lot you can do on your own. I love that. And I'll put all your links down below as well as some of your um, programs that you have. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me. Yeah. And if you're listening, you want more information about our podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful week.